In Florida Ag and Review for the week of April 11th, we had the latest on the federal budget. Well, the big news on the Hill this week was the avoidance of a government shutdown, but coming up with a budget deal for the remaining 2011 fiscal year was just half of the battle, as government departments, including agriculture, are now scrambling to figure out how to make those cuts required by the deal. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack says the Ag Department took $2.6 billion in cuts to programs including conservation, research, and nutrition assistance. These numbers, by the way, are in addition to the cuts that have already been announced. So we're talking about almost $4 billion of cuts. A big challenge, but the secretary feels confident that... We'll meet that challenge because we have to. And we'll meet it in the best way we can to provide the services that are important to people. But in terms of how we're going to, specifically how we're going to manage it, I don't know that. Aside from the obvious, there are other concerns with the cuts since the agency was unaware of the size and nature of the cuts until the deal was done and has a year's worth of cuts to make, but only six months left in the fiscal year to do so. And from the field, Randall Wiseman had this. Well, as peanuts go into the ground this spring, University of Georgia Extension Soil Scientist Glenn Harris reminds growers to make sure they have plenty of calcium for those peanuts. Peanuts, the issue is no doubt is calcium on these large seeded runners. And the interesting thing is our recommendations haven't changed, but again, it's just more important uh, to do a good job with calcium. Uh, in other words, there's some things we were getting away with probably on George Green that we will not get away with on an 06G. And we're talking uh, seed peanuts need automatic 1,000 pounds of gypsum regardless of the soil test uh, calcium levels. And the others, we can pegging zone test and do a good job. And on another note for this year's crop, Harris gives his thoughts about the line method. We've been using the line method and under irrigation, uh, it probably works fine. I had someone dry land this year that did not work as good as gypsum. That kind of surprised me, so I'm going to take a look at that, too. To learn more, contact your county extension office. And for our specialty crop growers, we have a quick pest and disease alert for growers. We'll start with a European pepper moth, which was recently trapped in Collier County in traps that were placed adjacent to a pepper field. Two adult moths were found in the trap. However, there is no information on any damage or larval feeding. Hosts include tomato, pepper, corn, cucumbers, and more. And speaking of tomatoes, there is now significant late blight infection present on tomato in two locations in southwest Florida. Since the disease can spread rapidly, growers are encouraged to scout their fields thoroughly each day, especially when cool and wet conditions conducive to disease development is present. And yet another heads up for tomato growers as the USDA Cooperative Agricultural Pest Survey Program is conducting a survey for tomato leaf miner, also known as South American tomato pinworm. This moth has not yet been detected in the U.S., and they like to place traps at approximately 50 sites throughout the state, focusing on the areas with the largest production and including organic fields wherever possible. Growers willing to participate should contact Gene McAvoy with the Hendry County Extension. Julie McPeak with Southeast Stagnet. And we'll ramp up for this week with a very mechanical Everett Griner. Innovations in agriculture have always been interesting to me, and I don't guess any other industry can match farming when it comes to innovation. Planting, cultivating, harvesting, it's all done mechanically and has been for decades. We have cotton harvesters that pick it and bale it. All you have to do is pick it up and haul it to the warehouse. But I guess the most interesting change to me is hay baling. The pitchfork and the haystack is no more than a memory now. A machine cuts it, windrows it, turns it and fluffs it till it's dry. A machine gobbles it up, packs it into a tight bale, wraps it in plastic covers and ties it all without the touch of a human hand. Well, even then, a forklift picks it up, puts it on the trailer, where it's hauled to the barn and stored till used or sold. Might not sound like much to you, but see, I packed it into an old baler with a pitchfork myself. I guess that's what makes it so interesting to me.
And remember, you can find these stories along with all the week's Southeast Agnet reports on our website at southeastagnet.com. I'm Julie McPeak with Southeast Agnet's podcast.